You're listening to episode 41, Not Now. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's awareness offering. I hope you, you know, have what you need in this moment, and if you don't, uh, I'm giving you all the love that I can, and even if you do have what you need, I'm giving you my love, so thanks for being here. If you would like to support what's going on here on the show, as always, the best ways you can do so are by rating, rating subscribing, and or leaving a review on whatever platform you're using to listen, which will help other people find the show, and as always, if you are called to share on social media or by word of mouth, that also helps other people find the show, uh, but I'm glad you're here, I'm glad you've found the show, and I'm glad we get to share the space together. So here we are. Let's go into our opening practice of singing the sound of OM one time. OM is the sound of consciousness. I've been taught that it is a neutralizing sound so that it has the capacity to kind of Take whatever we're bringing into this space, this shared practice space that we're going into, um, anything that feels charged and help to neutralize the charge a little bit, just so we have a little more space to be open and receptive. So you can do this practice by singing OM out loud alongside me, or you can just listen. If you're coming along, I'll invite you to get your body into a comfortable place, comfortable position. If it is safe and comfortable for you to do so, you can close your eyes or you can just choose to soften your gaze, gazing down the tip of your nose or toward the floor, just turning toward the internal versus the external here for a moment. If nostril breathing is accessible for you, I'll invite you to take a deep breath in through your nose. Then let that breath go. Just clear yourself some space here. Then we'll take an inhale for one sound of OM. Thank you so much for joining me in that practice. And now we'll go into our discussion for this week. I had the thought yesterday that I might need to rename this podcast Shit My Guru Says to Me (laughs) While I'm Driving uh, because that's what continues to happen. If you've heard this, if you've listened to this podcast before, you've heard me talk about the fact that you know, when I am driving, and it may be because driving is one of the only times where it is easiest in life to concentrate on one thing, and you kind of have to be present where you are or you're in danger. So that's when my mind chooses to kind of just sort through the thoughts and the experiences and all the things that might be going on. And very often when I am sorting through my thoughts as I drive, which again happens very, very often, I will have this interjection where I can hear my own thoughts, I can hear the voice of my own mind, which I am very familiar with, sometimes it's annoying, but then there's something that interjects. It's a it's a voice, it's an essence, it's a sense of something that is not the voice of my mind. It's a different um it's a different essence and i think that we can each if 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 we experience that kind of, you know, guidance or, you know, um 
connection with something like that, we can each name it however we want to. You know, for you, that might be God. For you, that might be your higher self. Uh, it might be a teacher or a divine being of some kind. For me, I name it and recognize it as my guru, as the primary teacher in the lineage of yoga and spirituality that I study, the Kashi lineage. And the guru or the master teacher, the primary teacher of that lineage is Majaya Sati Bhagavati, who was an American spiritual teacher. She was an AIDS activist. Uh, she was this unorthodox, unconventional powerhouse Brooklyn woman who became a guru, who became a, a deep spiritual teacher and touched the lives of so many. And so when I am just, my thoughts are just turning and turning and then something kind of interjects and and kind of screeches the thoughts to a halt to give me a different perspective, I recognize that as the voice of my guru. And I think that if you have similar experiences, you don't have to recognize it as that. Again, you get to name it as whatever you want, but I name it as, as Ma. And so it happened again, as it frequently does where I was driving, my thoughts were you know, reorganizing themselves, I was observing, I was thinking, and then boom, there was an interjection and I, I heard and felt Ma give me a teaching. And so again, it's like, I talk about this so much. I've, I've talked about this frequently on this podcast and I talk about it so much that it's possible that I need to rename this podcast Shit My Guru Says to Me While I'm Driving. Uh, but alas, it is the Awareness Offerings podcast. It's gonna stay that way. I'm actually very proud of my podcast name, but we're here again. I have more car teachings from Ma to share with you as, our, as part of our discussion today. And there seems to be a pattern happening with the way that I am sort of receiving the teachings and feeling and understanding and living the teachings of my teacher and my, my lineage. Uh, because a couple episodes back, I talked about how she has this, this one teaching, this one powerful teaching that I've heard so many times in my life, but it's just now that I've actually, you know, I've, I've understood it in my mind, but it's just now that I've actually comprehended it in my heart and understood how I can actually live it. So that happened a couple weeks ago. And here we are, it's happening again. <laughs> uh, if you're a Twin Peaks fan like I am, um, that's another thing about me. Not only do I have a guru, I also recently became obsessed with the show Twin Peaks. So if you're a Twin Peaks fan, it is happening again. <laughs> we'll be familiar to you because here we are. Another, I, I've come into contact with another teaching of my gurus that I have heard so many times, this one even more than the one I talked about a couple weeks ago, have truly heard it so much, but it's just now that the circumstances of my life have lined up in a way that I can really, really understand it and understand how I'm supposed to live it. And it came because, you know, she gave me a teaching while I was driving. <laughs> so what happened was, you know, I was driving and the thoughts were happening. And this particular time, it was yesterday. I'm recording this on Thursday, the 28th of April, 2022. So this would have been Wednesday of the week I'm recording. But yesterday, um, my thoughts happened to be about both, both what I want and what I've had in the past. Something that I want in my life that is not I, I don't perceive as me having it yet. It's, it hasn't happened yet the way that I uh, perceive that it, I, I want it to. Um, and I have had, I've had it in the past. It's, it's has to do with romantic relationships. Again, here we are. So I also might need to rename this podcast, you know, Tara Davies sorts through her romantic life. <laughs> but anyway, um, 
I was thinking about both what I want and, you know, the fact that I want romantic partnership and it's not quite happening yet. And the fact that I have had romantic partnerships in the past that I, you know, nothing was perfect, both myself and the partners, but I did get a lot out of those. Um, And I felt a lot of things during those romantic partnerships. And so this particular time when I was driving and having thoughts, that's what the thoughts were about. And I was getting particularly caught in, you know, thinking about about the past, thinking about people that were in my life in the past, but then also thinking about the future and envisioning what it might be like if they if they came back around, if I was able to interact with them again, and basically making up scenarios in my head. And I was driving and this is what was going on. I just kept getting caught and kept getting caught in these scenarios with people from my past that I was imagining into my future. And then, you know, something started to come over me where I started to uh, have a, a broader sense of awareness beyond just thinking the thoughts and hopping on every train of thought that was coming into my mind. My awareness started to expand where I could take a bigger, pers- a broader perspective and witness what was actually happening in my own mind um, and see that I what just see what I was doing. I started to kind of catch on to what I was doing rather than just doing it. I noticed what was happening. And as I noticed what was happening, I, I felt, I I understood that part of what was going on in my mind was a sense of attachment. And I've talked about attachment a lot, especially in latest episodes where I am um, processing my process around this whole romantic relationship stuff and all the other things going on. I've talked a lot about attachment. The fact that it's so easy for our human mind to grab onto things that we want or that we you know, push away things that we don't want. There's a grabbiness and a pushiness to attachment rather than kind of a flow and an openness. And I noticed that my continuing to jump on all these trains of thoughts where I was imagining people from my past into my future, I noticed that there was attachment there. And one of the principles of yoga as laid out in yoga philosophy is non-attachment that If we want to live a life that is aligned with the principles of yoga, we are called to try to let go of attachment when possible. It's really hard because we are wired to be attached. And in some ways that's totally okay. But the idea is that where we can... Our task to kind of live from a space of of yoga, which means union or wholeness, is to notice and release attachment where possible. So I started to be on to myself to notice these thoughts I was having, to notice that they contained a sense of attachment, and I... I caught on to myself and I kind of realized that rather than just continuing to feed these thoughts and think them and think them and think them, my task was actually to let them go. It was actually not, there was no growth or transformation for me in just continuing to have the thoughts because that would just be me continuing to do the thing that I always do. Whereas growth and transformation very often entail doing something different than we've done before. So I realized there was no, there was no growth in me just continuing to have the thoughts. If I wanted to come at this from a place of growth, consciously letting go of the thoughts would be my task. And as I realized that, that's when the voice, the essence that I recognize as my guru, as my teacher, as Ma, kind of interjected into my mind and basically said, you know, 
do the work that's being asked of you right now, rather than trying to wish that reality was something other than it is. Do the work that's being asked of you right now, rather than trying to wish that reality was something other than it is. And what I got from that, from that offering, uh, was that, you know, it, it takes a similar amount of energy to notice where we're getting caught and do some work to see that, to accept it, and then to try to grow and do something different than we would normally do. It takes a similar amount of energy to do that as it does to spend all this time thinking scenarios from the past, imagining scenarios from the past into our future. That takes a similar amount of energy. So rather than using or choosing the one, choosing the, the pattern that really kind of disconnects us from reality because it's about the past, the future rather than the present moment. And, you know, one of the teachings of yoga philosophy is being very much in touch with reality because reality is synonymous with the present moment. So rather than choosing the one that is really disconnected from reality because it's the past and the future, If it takes the same amount of energy, it probably would behoove me, us, whoever, if you're resonating with this, to choose the one that's really rooted in reality, to choose the the option that involves growth and reality and involves, you know, being exactly where we are rather than thinking our way into the past or future, not wishing that reality was something other than it was, but just doing the work that is being asked of us right now. And in that moment, the work that was being asked of me was just to let go, to let go and let go and let go of these thoughts about the past and what I want the future to be. Those things just simply are not real right now. And it could even hurt me to get really caught in those things that are not real. And so what would help me is to just let go. And that was the work that was being asked of me. And in realizing that, I also realized that Ma had a teaching around this, a really, really simple teaching that I've heard a million times, I've used a million times, I teach it in my meditations and meditation classes almost every time. Ma, when she was teaching, when she was teaching meditation, teaching folks to connect their minds and senses and awareness to reality, which is one of the ways you could say what meditation is, uh, she would often use, she would offer this teaching of not now. When we are trying to concentrate on the present moment and our mind wants to take us somewhere else, right? It wants us to keep hopping on those trains of thoughts, whatever they might be. She would offer that we can just say, not now. Really simple, no judgment, no harshness, just a simple neutral statement of not now. As in, I'm not going to think about that right now. And once we tell ourselves that, we then have a little room to retrain our focus on the present moment, on the breath, on whatever we're using for meditation. So Ma constantly offered that tool. My, my teachers in the lineage that Ma, you know, cultivated, they constantly continue to offer not now. And it's a tool that I offer to the people who practice with me when I say like, Every time I teach, I say not now. So I've heard this teaching. I've used this teaching. I've done my best to live this teaching. But what I 
came to realize as I was, you know, having my car situation and my teacher interjected herself uh, or interjected to uh, give me a little teaching was that, you know, I, I know I've been meditating for, you know, almost nine years and I, I'm aware that when I'm meditating and my thoughts interrupt, I, I should say, and I can say not now in order to come back. But what I realized is that I also have to do it when I'm not meditating. When I'm actually living IRL in real life, day-to-day life, um, and thoughts are coming because it's not just in meditation that the thoughts come. Probably outside of meditation, we have even more thoughts because we're not being as conscious of our internal processes, usually, as we would be meditating. So it's not just in meditation that I have to say not now to the thoughts uh, that are you know, not conscious and taking me out of a space of presence. Um, and actually, the point of not now is actually not even about meditation. It's a tool that's meant to be used outside of meditation because what I've been taught by my teachers is that you know, our meditation practice is it's not actually about our meditation practice. It is practice for life, for the way that we move through the world. And so not now is actually necessary when, we're, when, I, when I or we you know, are outside of meditation and having thoughts that are not contributing to growth. So I've now come to understand that not only am I responsible for, you know, letting go of thoughts and, and, you know, loosening my grip on thoughts as much as possible in formal meditation, but also in everyday life, (laughs) I am responsible for saying not now. So as I sit here and think about how we can each put this into practice because this would typically be the moment where I would say, you know, I would say now we've talked about this concept. We've, we've been in our minds about it. Now let's embody it. Let's experience it. Let's put it into practice. But because this particular practice, this teaching is not actually about formal meditation, I'm, I'm feeling like maybe formal meditation is not the way that we put this into practice because it's really about taking the tools that we've used in meditation because I am positive that we've used not now in some of the meditations we've done on the Awareness Offerings podcast. It's about taking those tools and applying them to our daily lives. So instead of a full formal meditation, which I am not discouraging formal meditation, please meditate. Um, I'm just going to save more formal meditation for some other episodes. Um, but for this, for the purposes of this podcast, rather than formal meditation, we're going to do a little exercise together. And then I'm going to offer you an invitation. And the invitation is to take this with you. Do your practices, sit for your meditation, do your yoga asana, journal, ritual, whatever connects you to presence, to spirit, uh, to your path and practice, do that. But I'm going to invite you to take this particular tool of letting go of thoughts rather than playing them out outside of the container of those practices that can be so supportive for us and into the wildness of the world where we're really called to put them into practice. So I'll invite you 
to, you know, observe yourself as we are trained and taught to do on the path of yoga, consciousness, spirituality, whatever path you're walking. One of the other principles of yoga as laid out by yoga philosophy is self-study. Svadhyaya, self-study. So we are taught to observe ourselves. So I'm going to invite you to kind of dial that up a little and be watching yourself in the next week or so. And notice when you, like me, are letting your thoughts really kind of spin you around. And some of that is, is, is helpful. I'm not saying it never serves us. But when you're noticing that you're getting a little caught in something, especially the past, the future, something that is not real for you right now, uh, to say not now. Or to say whatever it is you say, to say, okay, my task is to let this go and return to reality. Whether that's to your breath, to your moment, to a tool like a mantra or an affirmation, or just to a different thought, to a thought that is conscious. Ma would also speak about the concept of conscious thought. It exists. Thoughts that we choose rather than thoughts that just grab us by the hair and pull us around. So maybe you're just returning to conscious thought, a thought that is rooted in reality rather than something that's going to get you caught, kind of like the thoughts I was having. So that's first, that's my invitation is take this with you. Rather than putting it into practice with me, the practice is for you and it's about you and it comes from you. So you put it into practice, be observing yourself over the next few days and see if you have an opportunity to take this tool from formal meditation and put it into your life um, and, and apply it to your life and say not now or whatever you do to let the thoughts go. So that's one part. And now we'll do an exercise, not a whole formal meditation, but an exercise together uh, to kind of give us a framework for what that might look like in day-to-day -day life. So first, I'm going to invite you to take a moment to think of something in your past, especially something that feels a little charged for you. We don't want to venture into territory that is unsafe or super activating for the nervous system. So I'm not asking you to like relive trauma or anything, but maybe, you know, as I say that, I know that there, you know, your your instinct, your mind, your heart, you know yourself. And when I say something from your past, you probably already know what it is. Something that maybe you're kind of working with right now or getting stuck on. Um, something that comes to mind easily because it's something that's present for you. So think about that. And then I'm going to invite you to have like five or six whole thoughts about it. Just let the thoughts rip. Think about the thing that happened in the past. Think about how it affected you. Think about how you wish it would have been. Think about the people involved. Just have the thoughts. Have them. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Keep thinking about it. Think. And then take a breath in through your nose and just notice that you're breathing in, just like you would notice your thoughts. Take a breath out. Notice that you're breathing out. And say not now to those thoughts that you've been having. Then take another breath in and another breath out. And maybe the fact that you're breathing, the fact that you're in this moment, the moment that you're in and whatever else is real in this moment can be a little bit bigger than those thoughts about the past. And now we'll do that again, but I'm going to offer it for the future. Think about the future. Think about something that you either really want to happen or really don't want to happen. Or again, whatever it is for you, when I say think about the future, I have to assume that for most of us, 
something comes to mind immediately because we are you you know we you and we uh, are the experts on our own lives so you know what you're working with around the future you know what you're hoping for you know what you're dreading you know what your goals are you know the ways that you've been getting really caught on the future so choose that whatever comes to mind about the future same thing think about it think 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 Let it happen. Think about what you want to happen or what you don't want to happen. Think about what it might be like. Think about the best case scenario. Think about the worst case scenario. Think about the people that are involved. Think about the way it makes you feel. Think about the way you want to feel. Think about the way you don't want to feel. Just have the thoughts. Have them. Have them. Keep thinking about it. Keep thinking about it. Think. And then take a breath in through your nose. And notice that you're breathing in. This is what's happening right now. Take a breath out through your nose. Notice that you're breathing out. And say to yourself, not now. I'm not going to think about that right now. I don't have to think about that right now. I could pick it up later if it's going to serve me, but right now I can let it go. So you say not now, and then you take another breath in through your nose. Notice that it's happening. And an exhale. Notice that you're breathing out. And again, perhaps your breath, perhaps how you feel right now, the moment that you're in, whatever is real to you in this moment can be a little bit bigger than the thoughts that you're having. So that's a little framework uh, just to give you an idea, a blueprint of what it could look like to take the idea of not now, the idea of letting go of your thoughts to recenter on the reality of the present moment Um, like we often do in formal meditation, what it can look like to put that into practice outside of the container of meditation and in the practice of life. That doesn't mean you have to do it exactly like that. You can take these practices, make them your own. Just like I would say if I was teaching a yoga asana class and yoga poses, I I often say, you know, you can customize everything we do today. That's true of the more subtle contemplative practices too. Please customize them. But that's just a little framework, a little guidance if you want and need it for what it can look like to use not now outside of meditation and in the practice of life. Because that's what the meditations are for. And if you're like me and you are, you know, having a lot of thoughts, which is such a human thing to do, I invite us to have so much grace and understanding and love for ourselves around that. Um, And you're noticing that there are thoughts that are keeping you stuck or creating tightness or disconnecting you from reality. Just offer this loving invitation to, and this, this loving affirmation that comes not from me, but from my teacher, from my guides and my lineage, that the work we're being called to do is just to let them go. Rather than fighting against reality, being with reality as it is, and sometimes that involves just saying not now to the stories and scenarios that our minds want to make up. And I've been taught that yoga is a practice of being with reality, the reality and the present moment can be synonymous because it's, it's what's happening right now. It's what's in front of us. Uh, it's what we are being asked to, to accept and to feel and to move through. So it matters to practice yoga and you are practicing yoga by letting go of the thoughts that connect you a little more to what's unreal Uh, in order to come back to what is real in the moment.
And I'll close this particular session with, or this particular episode, I guess we could call it a session, (laughs) um, with a mantra. So there is a little moment for practice. I'll invite you to get your body into any comfortable position where your spine is long would be helpful if you have have some space to lengthen your spine. You might choose to close your eyes, soften your gaze by looking down the tip of your nose or toward the floor, just turning your awareness internal for a moment, which is one, not the only, but one way to connect to what's real. And just listen and receive as I offer this mantra to you, which quite literally means take me from the unreal to the real. Take me from, you know, ignorance to wisdom, from from shadow to light. <coughs> Excuse me. Om Satoma Sangamaya Tamasoma Jotir Gamaya Mrityurma Amritam Gamaya Om Satoma Sangamaya Tamasoma Jotir Gamaya Mrityurma-amritam-gamaya Om Shanti 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 You might blink your eyes open when you're ready. That final line of the mantra, Om Shanti Shanti Shanti, uh, means in the name of peace. Peace, peace. It's traditional to close a lot of different mantras with peace, kind of sealing it in with the intention of peace. Um, And really that might be part of what we're doing in some of this work that we've talked about in this particular episode is like prioritizing our own peace by spending less energy on things that keep us attached to the unreal It doesn't mean it's always going to be light and airy and breezy and peaceful to be with reality. Sometimes it is so difficult, but we might have more space, more equanimity, more internal strength to be with what's real when we practice, you know, saying not now to the unreal. So thank you for practicing in a somewhat unconventional way, but practice nonetheless.